Hey listeners, this is a Spotlight on Grace podcast where we're focusing on what's happening at Grace Church and how God's grace is making a difference in our lives. I'm your host, Burr Bolton. Pastor Tanya's hosting today. Yes, we're together. Yeah, I'm hosting, but you're really hosting <laughs> and I'm co-hosting you today. Okay, that works. Is that okay? That sounds good. Is that good? Sure. Um, because you're the one with the notes, so obviously you're prepared. I have notes and I'll um, ask questions and all that good stuff. Yeah, season four, episode 14, mm-hmm. continuing on this parenting topic. Yeah. Um, and today you're talking about um, a toolbox, right? Yeah. Building your parenting toolbox is what we'll call this one. Um, I think I put a note on Facebook a few months ago mm-hmm. about there being a difference between discipline and punishment. And I think it caught your attention that a lot of people, yeah, had were were surprised that there was a difference. Yeah, um, which is funny to me because I guess I I knew there was a difference, mm-hmm. but um, I can see why people were confused by that. Isn't discipline also punishment? And so you're going to address kind yeah. of that today. Yeah, I hope so. A little bit. I mean, it, there's so much, uh, but I, I just think it's important to realize that we can live in the world of discipline. Yes. Without having, and then if you do that well, I feel like there's a lot less punishment in your yes. life. Mm-hmm. Um, discipline, when I think about the word discipline, I think about the word discipling. Mm-hmm. And so our children are our first disciples that, mm-hmm. we're, that we're teaching to be people of God, but also just discipling them in lots of ways of life and uh, being good friends and being kind and considerate and forgiving and responsible and all of those things. So to me, when I think about that, uh, that to me is why there's a difference between discipline and then discipline, um, if done well, like I said, avoids punishment. But if I've, if someone has stepped outside of the lines, if, if we've broken the law driving, you or right. I as drivers, mm-hmm. uh, then there's going to be a punishment. There's going to be a speeding ticket or whatever consequences come from that right. traffic, traffic, yeah. driving school, you know, and I know they're coming. Uh-huh. <laughs> Exactly. Discipline is uh, knowing to stop at the stop signs and to follow the speed limit and to turn appropriately and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the same thing is true for family life, um, that if we learn to be people of discipline, and that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad word. I think sometimes people think discipline th- yes, is a bad word. I think word, there's a, a negative connotation mm-hmm. with the word, but it is not no, meant to be no. that way. I God think, disciplines us. Yes. Um, and not in a negative way, right. um, but to, to mold us, us mm-hmm. into the people that he knows we can be. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think about the words also like training and equipping. It depends on what, you know, what words you want to use there. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit more about how to work with your child to help them as they're learning and growing, um, how to help keep your cool a little bit mm-hmm. to hopefully mm-hmm. make life, um, a more calm, steady place, mm-hmm. you know, your home that, and then how to deal with it when you do have to deal with some punishment. Sure. If someone decides to break the rules, um, so whenever I, well, there's a book, there's a resource I wanted you to reference. So let's yes. not forget that if you want to go ahead and mention that one first. Yeah, so I love, well, I love anything um, that comes out of um, Sissy Goff and David Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some counselors that are right up the road yeah. um, in Franklin. But they have, I mean, they speak all over the nation about different things that have to do with parenting. But they have a lot of good resources. Um, but I recently taught a class. Was it recent that I taught this class, or has it been longer than I think it was? It's been a two little years, while. Two maybe years, two, maybe. Yeah, maybe so. Um, but it's called Are My Kids on Track? Mm-hmm. And it takes you through each um, developmental age of your children and to see where they're hitting milestones. Because um, we think of milestones like, are they crawling yet? Are they walking mm-hmm. yet? Are they, do- are they speaking? And this is more of like their emotional intelligence and how they relate to other people. And are they hitting those milestones and if not which 
all all of our children will not hit all of the milestones like they should appropriately. They just won't. They'll have different ones um, where they're lacking. It helps you as a parent see where you can help them, you know, kind of develop those milestones and work harder at the ones that they're lacking. So yeah, because that's discipline. Yes, bringing <clears throat> them along, giving them goals. Um, do you remember the four main categories? I don't want to put you on the spot. I know oh, they're I social remember. and spiritual. Um, yeah, um, relational. I think might have been one. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. I'm sorry. I should have asked. Um, spiritual, social, and emotional growth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So it was three, I guess. Yeah, three areas. And I think there's four yes. different within. Right. Um, but it goes through each age group. So it's helpful when mm-hmm. you have little ones all the way yeah. up to teenagers because um, it's different. It's mm-hmm. not going to look the same yes. for a 15 year old as it would a four year old. Um, their, their spiritual growth or their emotional growth would not look the same. So, yeah. So the book is one you would come back to again and again and again yeah. at different. Yeah. And it, it divides it up between genders too mm-hmm. because generally boys and girls um, are going to have different things that they need to work on girls tend to be more socially Mm -hmm. adept where boys need a little help in that area and it teaches them to do that now there's outliers but generally speaking um, we are different we're different Mm -hmm. boys and girls so So there's the book on that, and then there's they even did a podcast. So there's lots yes, of resources. Yes, there's a podcast that walks through each one of them that you can look up. Um, but we live in an age of so many resources. Mm-hmm. Of course, this podcast that we do is just one of those. Mm-hmm. But um, I, you know, I, I didn't have great parenting modeled for me and so the way I have learned anything that I know about parenting has been the time and effort that I have put into it but there are resources out there that can help you um you know so anyways I encourage you to look into that they walk through uh, you know each chapter of that book other books they've written there's different seasons they walk through them too so you don't even really have to read the book you can just listen to the podcast (laughs) if you'd rather do that so yeah check that out I think it's very helpful, especially for parents of boys, mm. um, just because, you know, I feel like some of the emotional things that they talk about a lot, we need we need men because, like we talked about last episode, <laughs> yeah. boys are going to grow up to be men mm. um, that are emotionally intelligent. It will make our societies better. Um, it'll make our churches better, make our family stronger. Um, so, yeah. Good. Good. Thank you. That'll be great. Um, And I'm going to be drawing today from a resource. I did a a coaching workshop several years ago through the National Center for Biblical Parenting, and I just found it to be so helpful and so enlightening and learned a lot of tools and skills that, again, I think just make home life calmer and more peaceful and more enjoyable. So we're going to walk through a few of those today. Um, And so the first thing that's in my notebook here is a feelings chart. And I think putting vocabulary to how we're feeling is so critical and children especially young children don't always know how to do that Um, but a lot of these charts that are available are really neat because they have a picture that kind of goes with the word and so so often we I think we think in the terms of being happy mad and sad and those are true if we can start there that's okay Mm -hmm. because sometimes I think even mad and sad gets confused sure for a lot of people young children but I know some adults that I think get confused with that too sometimes you know Um, but even if I can start figuring out the nuances within those big categories I think that's helpful and teaching children those words so um, scared may feel like mad or sad but it's a little bit different to Mm -hmm. be scared Mm -hmm. or to be nervous or to feel silly and you know giddy Mm -hmm. um proud is an important feeling that i like to point out to children after they've done some something well right and i want them to say 
the feeling you're feeling because you did a real you really did a great job right. at something and you worked hard. Your Bible quizzers, I think about right. them. You know, or proud. Yeah. yeah, that that feeling that you're feeling is proud to identify with that. So, uh, all of us could probably grow in our emotional vocabulary, but that's such an important um, tool. And so, as parents, parents, you can Google that, you can Pinterest it, you know, mm-hmm. emotional feelings chart, and find a gazillion different yep. options. Um, one of these, I don't even know, what does that look like, Burr? About a hundred words or phrases yeah. on that yeah. one chart. And they, right there. In the Are My Kids on Track? This is one of the key things they mm-hmm. talk about because you can't build until you can identify, you can't build yeah. on emotional intelligence until you can identify your emotions. So, yes. yeah, but that's a little wheel looking mm-hmm. thing that has lots of lots of feelings and this particular one um is all um uncomfortable emotions and then Mm -hmm. it spreads it out from the basic afraid sad dislike alone angry embarrassed more words within that Mm -hmm. because the more the more we can label something the more we can control it and then we can know the steps out of it right and i think that that's a really important thing so i encourage your parents to find an emotional word chart appropriate for wherever your children are you Mm -hmm. may have a couple of them in your house if you have a three-year-old and a 10-year-old but just using that vocabulary expanding our vocabulary i think that especially helps um if we see children who have a lot of temper tantrums or angry Mm -hmm. outbursts Mm -hmm. maybe they just don't know what to do with themselves right and so helping them have those words may help in that situation and then in light of that i cannot help but be reminded do you remember who told the story about not getting on the roller coaster because i feel like i heard that story Vanessa. okay yeah she talks about how parenting is your job as the parent is to stay on the platform mm-hmm. um and the kid's gonna go on that roller coaster especially in adolescence mm-hmm. up down all around sideways up you know upside yep. down backwards <laughs> and your job is to stay on the platform (laughs) let them have all those crazy emotions and you stay on the platform and i'm first to tell you sometimes i get on that roller coaster ride too and i'm on it screaming and yelling and up and down and all around and i should have just stayed on the platform Mm -hmm. because it's it's much more beneficial for everyone involved if they stay on the platform (laughs) and and to tell the child like I will be here waiting for you when you get back. Right. And that, that roller coaster ride, it could be a temper tantrum, like I mentioned a while mm-hmm. ago, but it could be just really worried about a project at school sure. or how someone is treating me. But we don't have to get into the negativity of right. uh, bashing that person or mm-hmm. all the greatest fears of presenting your science project or whatever. Right. We encourage them and we coach them along. I think an important part of parenting is coaching. Mm-hmm. And again, that goes back to the discipline phrase like right. we're coaching we're um uh, helping someone get stronger in certain areas uh, that's so important but to let the child know i understand that you're feeling your feelings feel your feelings i'm here for you i'm going to stay here in this safe space and i'll be here to hug you <laughs> when, you're when you get back exactly, exactly. <laughs> when you're ready to get However, off the ride <laughs> yeah, yeah and i can hold you through it but i'm going to hold you from the platform right that's right of staying calm because well, cool it collected. doesn't help for two people to be no. out of their mind at the same time about right. the situation yeah. Yeah, no. Not yeah, good. I think about that. Um, like in like in marriage, the, it feels like the things that upset and worry me, Tracy stays really calm about, mm-hmm. just naturally. Yes, by, because of our personalities, I think yeah. because of male female, right. you know, makeup and all those kinds of things. And the same thing for him when he's when he's really out of whack and he's you know worried about something. It, generally speaking, I can be the one to say this is going to be okay. Yeah. These are the steps we're going to take, and so mm-hmm. like transfer that to parenting. Right, it is a really helpful thing. A lot of times, uh, the things that we are disciplining for um, have to do with the behaviors that we see. 
And so a lot of times we'll try to fix that through behavior modification because we that's what we see and that's what we think we can control. Things like if you can, you can do this thing if you go clean your room. Mm-hmm. Rather than like cleaning your room is just the right thing to do. It makes life better. It makes life easier. Mm-hmm. You know, or stop fighting or here's this threat or consequence that a lot of times we don't follow through on, which is another big problem. Yes, do not threaten something you're not willing to follow through exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> so think about the words coming out of your mouth. Um, you can't go out until you do this. And then the infamous, I'll buy you this if you do this, the old-fashioned bribe. And there are mm-hmm. times to to earn things and reward children right. for things that mm-hmm. they've earned. We're not saying that. But living in the heat of the moment of trying to change behavior based on these things just doesn't work. Uh, the truth is that children and all of us need a heart change. Yeah. We need a different way of looking at life mm-hmm. and learning and growing. And again, we don't expect a, a two-year-old, a three-year-old to have the same maturity as a 10 or 12 or 18-year-old. Right. But our job as parents in disciplining them is to bring them along. Yeah, That's so important to me. And there may be consequences that go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the behavior, you know, if you hit your sister again, this is going to happen. Right. Um, you might have to, there's certain things that you have to implement a punishment mm-hmm. for, but the long-term goal would be them to see why they shouldn't be hitting yeah. their sister and yeah. not want to. Right, that their heart would change mm-hmm. uh, to be kind or to use words or to walk away from the negative mm-hmm. situation, you know, or to come involve the parents if they right. need to. All of those things are important. Um, it's It's been stuck in my mind lately, and I don't know why because – I don't know, but I think about even spiritual disciplines, and sometimes I feel like even that word gets kind of a bad rap of like, oh, here's this thing I have to do. I have mm-hmm. to read my Bible. I have to, I have to have some quiet time with God, which feels weird coming out of my mouth. You know, yeah. that we would say that, right. but I think we do. Um, but I was thinking the other day, um, if we think about household chores. And I imagine that most mature, responsible adults have had at least a glimpse of this. Tell me if I'm way far off. But, like, I think about it, if we go from with household chores of I have to wash the dishes, I have to do the laundry, I have to mop, I have to dust, whatever those things are, if there's, I feel like as we grow up and we mature, there comes a point in our life when, A, we're thankful, you know, you see the saying sometimes of like, I, I have I have dirty dishes because we had food to eat. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. dirty clothes because we had to go to work and school right. and things like that. But even beyond that, I think if there's that moment where it turns so that I do these things so that tomorrow I'll wake up and life is easier. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, yes, they do have to be done. But it's not just like, oh, I have to do the dishes. I have to do the laundry. Mm-hmm. But I do it so that tomorrow I don't have to fight this uphill battle to get ready for Mm -hmm. breakfast and we're not scrambling for what we're going to wear. It kind of reminds me of, uh, I've been in a couple of plays at the Arts Guild and, and every night when the play is over, you put all the props back in place. So that the next, tomorrow night when you do the yes. show, you've got to know where that basket is and that right. plate and that mm-hmm. candy bar. Um, you know, you you do that every night. And nobody ever thinks, oh, we have to put all the props back in place. Because we know if my prop is, I don't know where my prop is tomorrow night, right. the, the show is not going to go well. There's going to be a glitch. There's going to be mm-hmm. a problem. Mm-hmm. So I think if we could think of life in those terms and the discipline of daily life in those ways, that kind of turns that around. And right. so if we can help children even begin to get a glimpse of that as they're growing up and to see the real reasons behind why we do what we do. I know our emotions want to run amok sometimes, mm-hmm. but talking children through that and helping them understand those things is important. Yeah, it's good. So one of my favorite things from this workshop that I did is talking about giving and receiving instructions well. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that if people could take away only one thing from this episode, this would be worth listening to again and again and again. Uh, because I see so often that parents um, yell across a room mm-hmm. um, or across a ball field or across wherever they are. Um, they're just telling the child, don't quit, stop. You know, they're not giving instruction for what is the right thing to do. Right. And then the parent gets frustrated. Their blood pressure's rising. The people around them are feeling uncomfortable. Sure. You know, it's awkward or whatever. The child is completely oblivious. They're not hearing anything mm-hmm. that's being said mm-hmm. or done. And so really nothing is happening. Mm-hmm. And the, honestly, the person being not even disciplined but punished at that point, to me, feels like the parent or maybe the onlookers. Right. The onlookers. <laughs> yes. It's the onlookers. <laughs> no. It's like, turn my eyes away. Um, but I think that doing this and even practicing it, which I think could feel weird, um, but I've seen people do it, and I, I think it works, especially the younger we can start this with our kids, the better. Mm-hmm. But it's so important. So there are steps for the parents and steps for the children. So the first one is that the parent um, would get close to the child. So get up off your seat and walk <sighs> over to the child. <laughs> I know it's easier said than done. I'm not. No, no, no. That's not even why I'm doing that deep <laughs> breath. I'm just going to do that. And yes, amen, Tanya. Exactly. Go and I'm ahead. not saying I've done it right no, every no. time. I know. Go ahead. But to go to the child. I think even to get down on their level. Yeah. If they're a younger, if they're a younger child, um, is so important. It raises the value of the fact that you're giving instructions. It's not just more noise in their head and, and in yeah. their life. I also find that... <laughs> This may not be good for parenting, and you can edit this out later if you need to. But when my kids see me approaching and, like, I get close to them and whatever instruction I'm about to whisper, it's like that moment of, oh, my means business. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, and I, I don't have to do anything, right. but, like, when I'm moving, they're, like, their whole attention is focused right. with me, like, whatever's just happened, I need to stop. Or uh-huh. or I need to change need and to do attention. this. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so... I don't know if that's a good thing because they're afraid <laughs> at that moment, maybe a little. But but also, yeah, I mean, I can see their whole countenance mm-hmm. change when I approach them. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, here she comes. Yeah. You know, like, and I don't want my children to be afraid of me, but right. I think they realize, like, especially if they were doing something wrong, like, okay, she's serious. She's serious, and this is important. Right. And I do think that's a good reminder mm-hmm. of, like, don't only approach and speak to your child oh, sure, about when they're in directions trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. or if they're in trouble, but but to, you know, uh, anything that we do that with shows them that they're valuable right you know so that's important but that that's great it's like oh here she comes here's some here's some instructions um so then to teach the child to actually come when they're called and to answer to respond yes mom yes sir yes ma'am you know if you do that to actually um respond that they've even heard you because sometimes a child may not have literally even heard you right especially if you yelled across the room but yes. hopefully if you're close even if you are when you are close they they need to learn to respond that's good proper respect and etiquette and yeah. that we respond to people when they speak to yes us is very yes. important and as this happens at homes all the time i see this in my own home like you yell the instruction what mm-hmm. and then you yell it again what and then by the third time i'm I'm irritated yes. now because I've had to say it three right. times. But in reality, they've not heard me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, right. but then I'm mad. Mm-hmm. And then I march in there and they're mad <laughs> because I've marched in and they haven't heard the first. Th- yeah. And how much of all of that could have just been yes. eliminated 
if we just made sure we were if we walked into the room in the yeah. first place and that's not even just with children sometimes it's with the spouse absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. because as you get older they won't hear you literally at all <laughs> no and there so you have to make the eye contact yes. you know very important so the parent goes to the child the child answers the parent needs to consider the timing and that doesn't mean that oh i'm gonna wait till he's finished with his game every time mm-hmm. but I think it is. it does teach respect and kindness if, that if I literally know the child has just already been doing another chore and they just sat down to do something, that I not interrupt them right that moment. Mm-hmm. Just to be aware of that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, just think about that. And then the, teach a child that they always need to be ready to receive instructions. Like even to tell a child, sometimes I might interrupt your game for something that needs to be done or mm-hmm. something I need mm-hmm. to be helped with. Or I might interrupt your reading or I might... You know, just be prepared to answer those those instructions. And you can practice this. Again, especially it might be easier with younger children. Sure. Uh, but, but practice that and let them have a mindset of, I need to be ready to listen. And again, to me, that's not punishment. That goes back to a coach, um, a teacher, mm-hmm. all of those different mm-hmm. situations in life. Then the parent needs to give the instruction clearly. And so often I hear parents <laughs> who... And we do this trying to be nice. I've realized we do this trying to teach our kids to be nice. Are you going to say when we ask them to do something? Yes, we make a suggestion. Yeah. Would you like Mm -hmm. to take your plate to the sink? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not an instruction. That's Mm -hmm. a suggestion or a question. Yeah, because the answer to that is no, no, I don't. don't. (laughs) Exactly. I don't. And that would be a very fair question. I know. I've had this happen with not even my children. But would you like to help me with the laundry? No, I don't want to. But I'm going to because (laughs) that's what an adult does. You know, but... And we need to be real careful about putting an okay on the end of it. Like, it's time to help me fold the laundry, okay? It's not a no. question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not being rude or unkind. Mm-mm. I We do it to teach our children nice manners, I think. Mm-hmm. I really think that's mm-hmm. what it is because we want people to, we want our children to learn to speak nicely. But this is giving an instruction. So I need you to help me fold this laundry now. I can say that without being kind, without mm-hmm. being angry. My mm-hmm. blood pressure is not right, you know what I'm saying, but just mm-hmm. giving a very clear instruction and then teaching the child to answer back that mm-hmm. they heard you. Um, okay, mom, or yes, sir, mm-hmm. or whatever that thing is to verbally acknowledge to make sure that they've heard you and that they're going to follow through. Then the parent waits for that thing to happen. And this one can be real um, tricky because we so we sometimes get distracted with another thing we're going off to do and we forget to make sure that the child check has done in. what they mm-hmm. were supposed to do and check back in. So we need to remember to to wait to make sure that the thing happens. And then the, the child needs to know I'm on this task to take care of it um, because ideally we're not going to like pile tasks on top of each other on top of each other on top of each other for the child hopefully they're going to go out on a mission knowing that when they're done they're going to get to get back to the thing that they wanted Mm -hmm. to do Mm -hmm. um so that's important they need to kind of feel the burden of like in their mind checking this thing off that it's done and it's accomplished and there's going to be a sense of pride that comes with that and and accomplishment whether they realize it or not they're going to be thankful for that sense of responsibility and maturity at some point in their life even if not right in the moment Uh, and then the parents then the child this one's back on the child the child comes back to the parent to say I'm done folding that laundry or Mm -hmm. I took the trash out Um, and then the the parent can make sure that it's done depending on the task and say great job thank you so much for your help you can get back to your game now or Mm -hmm. you can get back to playing outside or whatever that Mm -hmm. thing is um So we have a conversation. What we're really teaching children to do is to receive and respond. 
right. these instructions. And things stay calm. We don't have to yell. We don't have to scream. It does take some discipline <laughs> on the part of the parent sure. mm-hmm. to make that first move, to follow through, to think about how you're wording things. Mm-hmm. But I have found this to be life-giving for people that have really realized how to give instruction in this way. Yeah, It changes so many things for them. Uh, when someone is not willing to follow discipline, when they are disobeying, when they're getting angry, when they're getting frustrated, um, another important thing is I like the phrase, rather than having a timeout, I like the, the idea of taking a break. And the biggest difference in that is a lot of times a timeout is I need you go to your room for five minutes or you're going to lose your phone for two weeks. And children are really, really good at biding their time. Mm-hmm. They can just, okay, they just bide the time. But again, no heart change has happened. No. They mm-hmm. haven't been given instruction or taught to think about why I had to do that or, mm-hmm. you know, give you this punishment or give you this consequence. And so the idea of taking a break is good because um, the, the kind of verbiage of it is, I, I want you to take a break right now and think about why you were upset, why you hit your sister. Um, and so you don't put a time limit on it. You let the child think about it and until they're ready to come back to apologize or to follow the instructions they were given. Uh, and so for some children on some days, that might be two minutes. And that truly they've thought about it. They've calmed down from whatever upset them and they're ready to do the right thing. Right. Somebody might need to go stew in the room for 30 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but it's the ball is in their court to come back with the right attitude, with the right spirit, to do the right thing. And again, you don't have to get on the roller coaster of their emotion if they don't right. like that. Mm-hmm. And I think the more that families practice this, the easier it gets for the children and for mm-hmm. the parents. But I think another great thing that comes out of this and the language of taking a break is that even if a child is getting frustrated with something within themselves that's not even an instruction from a parent, but they realize they're they're uh, upset about their homework or they're getting angry with a friend, they can learn to begin to initiate, I need a break mm-hmm. from this situation. I need to walk away from this friend, even on the school playground. There's yeah. not even an adult telling me to take a break because mm-hmm. it's not to the point that the teacher even knows, you know, right. that this is happening. But, you know, I'm, I need to walk away because this isn't healthy. This isn't good. Right. Even... I believe even young children can learn to do that yes, um, and can grow in that. Mm-hmm. So I really like that language of taking a break um, and the benefits that come from that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did I explain mm-hmm. that okay? No, I think it's great. Um, I think it's important. Another tool is to give children a vision of, of who they can be and what they can become and the gifts that you see in them as you're, again, this is not in a moment of punishment. Mm -hmm. This is just as you're going along the road and talking and living life like we talked about in the last episode. Um, But maybe you think back to a problem that you had yesterday or last week and and you address it now when things are a little calmer, Mm -hmm. you know, and and happier. Uh, But you might say to a child, you know, you're almost five now. It's really important that you start picking up your toys without me telling you. Mm-hmm. Or now that you're 15 and you're going to be driving on your own soon, if, if I can trust you, I want you to have enough responsibility to make sure that you put gas in the car, you know, sure. or that you're willing to pump the gas whenever I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about those things gives them a vision of what growing up looks like. Not in a scary way, not in a rushing their childhood, but hey, you're capable of this. You Mm -hmm. can do this. Um, Helping children to overcome problems. I think it's so important that we um, express problems in terms of the solution. And one that I really tried to to 
focus on maybe it's a pet peeve i'm not sure but like and you know in the car of like it's so hot in here you know Mm -hmm. and i what's the solution to that yeah mom can you turn the air down you know i'm getting a little warm you know right rather than complaining mm -hmm. what what can be done yeah Mm -hmm. can we offer the solution teaching children to do that uh to work through a problem helping children develop a new skill and sometimes that takes time sometimes that takes me being patient to go slowly to teach Mm -hmm. them how to chop vegetables or follow the directions on a recipe or well i think how many kids don't have chores Mm -hmm. not because you know we're just throwing chores by the wayside but how many parents because they're like it's not going to be done the way i want it done so Mm -hmm. i'll just do it myself and i'm like but they're not learning right and trust me that is very hard for me to do (laughs) to let the silverware drawer not look like Mm -hmm. what it's supposed to Mm -hmm. and the folded laundry not look like what i think it should but they're not going to learn unless they have the opportunity to practice Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. and it's okay certain children at certain ages may not be capable of folding certain laundry the way that we want it to Mm -hmm. but there's a point at which they can take the time to learn to get the towels Mm -hmm. right or to get the silverware drawer right but being aware of that thinking having a plan um, I think it's important to help kids um, think about goals which is weird for me to say because there's a joke around here about me and goals. I'm kind of a, <laughs> uh, that word drives me crazy, but that's okay. Um, but, but helping them see that bigger picture, that next step of um, you got birthday money or allowance money. You don't have to spend it all right now mm-hmm. on candy. Mm-hmm. You know, what's something bigger that you can be working toward um, helps them as they're growing. And then to encourage children to contribute to something better. Um, and so like, you know, the trash people come to pick up the regular trash, but the recycling has to go to the recycling center. So we're all going to go and get out of the car and help sort the recycling because that's because we all drank these drinks and we all ate this food. So that's an important thing. I think another important tool um, to mention, I'll kind of wrap up with this one. Like I said, there's lots of things we could talk about if parents have questions or want to reach out. Um, but one of the last big ones is the, um, the importance of a, a positive conclusion. So if in the course of life and your discipline and you're training your kids, you're equipping them, you're teaching things along the way. When times do come <clears throat> that a child misbehaves, disobeys, sins, whatever, whatever word we want to put on it, you know, it was a direct disobedience. Um, it's important that we have a positive ending to the time that we've talked about this punishment. And so there's three questions in a statement that we talk about after you've worked through a problem and a child has had whatever their punishment, their, their extra break they had to take or whatever it is, um, to ask the child, what did you do wrong so that they can recognize why they're being punished, you know, why they got this item taken away or why they got a spanking or whatever it is, like, what did you do wrong? And this is great because it helps us learn how to confess. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. I did this thing that I shouldn't have done. I disobeyed Mm -hmm. you. I lied to you. I hit my sister, whatever the thing is. And so what a great practice to give that we can learn to confess. Sure. So that we can learn to confess things to God. The second question is, why was that wrong? And so it's important to put that behavior with the things that are important to us. And so it's wrong to lie because God is a God of truth. And this, in our family, we tell, we tell the truth Mm -hmm. or, you know, I disobeyed and that, that was wrong because obedience is important because you as my parent are here to help me grow, whatever that thing is Um, age appropriate. Question three, what are you going to do differently the next time? And, And so you can talk through that and kind of make a plan of how can I do this better? What can I do if I'm mad at my sister? What can I do if the thought is to lie? What are the other options? 
Um, and then to end with the statement, go ahead and try again. And, and that may adjust just a little bit, but basically it's a positive statement that sends them out um, saying, I accept that you realize what you did wrong. And I, you, we have a new plan for the future. You can do things differently in the future. And it helps give them a clear conscience. So this, this moment, this um, disobedience is behind me. I'm cleared of it. I'm forgiven of it. And I can move forward to do um, good things and make better choices. Because I do wonder how often people, children right up to all ages, um, live under the guilt and the weight of of the baggage of a previous bad choice that they never shame it's shame that they never feel felt cleared from they Mm -hmm. you know when guilt becomes shame you got to have a much bigger problem right and i think we see that acted out in the world a lot today so to ask three questions to walk through it and then send them out with with a hug you know with a hug um and a word of encouragement okay you can do better let's let's see how things go next time so tanya a parent if a parent has to lead from discipline to a punishment as part of the discipline Mm -hmm. um what so you think that they should reconcile at some point to make sure that the the child knows that the relationship is still good yeah i think it goes back to that fighting for the relationship Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. that's a great question i remember um my aunt when my cousins were younger uh, you know she may have to spank them you know or whatever and then she would say no give me a hug which right. seems so weird even as a child mm-hmm. watching it happen mm-hmm. it seems very off and knowing mm-hmm. that they deserve that spanking like yeah. seeing that they had totally disobeyed their mother mm-hmm. you know um, it felt weird at first but then the more I thought about it later as a grown-up it's like that makes so much sense yeah. of even this punishment I do out of love for you mm-hmm. and yes I still love you nothing nothing that you could do mm-hmm. and that's what God would say to us is going to cause me to stop loving you right and this punishment is intended to draw you back to right relationship to right choices to healthy right. choices and things like that so it's not always easy right but I think it's a part of parents maturity to be able to offer that that love and that grace yeah because i've seen it the other way where Mm -hmm. silent treatment may Mm -hmm. be given or um just remaining angry at the child much longer than just i'm angry right now i need to take a break Mm -hmm. we need to come back together and that's not healthy for any relationship parent child husband wife friends um anything but i i think we we don't know what not to do if we've brought up, been brought up that way. Um, and then not realizing that children internalize that. And like you said, it can become shame mm-hmm. and then it's a bigger issue. Oh, I know. Um, and it's just, you know, and yeah, it does take a lot more maturity on yes, the parents right. end to be like, okay, I'm really still bothered by mm-hmm. this, but right. we got to go forward. Yeah. You know? And even for the parents to, to grow in that emotional vocabulary um, of saying, I'm so angry and disappointed and sad that, that, Mm-hmm. You disobeyed me or you did mm-hmm. this thing, you know, um, but I, but I, and so I may be kind of quiet for the next little right. bit. Let me go do my thing. But before we leave, I do love you, mm-hmm. you know, having the, having the plan in our own minds yeah. of these are the important steps we need to take while acknowledging our feelings. So the child understands. Yeah. And not drawing out the punishment mm-hmm. when the no. punishment is over, yes. you know, the punishment is over. Mm-hmm. Like if you lose, I'm in this stage, if you lose your phone for a week, mm-hmm. that's the punishment, right. not me withholding my love, not, right. you know, you're not allowed and to, not even talking about it. Yeah, like, right. This yes. is why you don't have your phone. No, yeah, like an... continuing to bring it up. Right. Like, why are we dragging out right. the punishment? The punishment is what it was, mm-hmm. and that's what it's going to be, right. you know, but not continuing to live in that. Mm-hmm. 
because I don't want I don't want that done to me. I don't want my past right. transgressions thrown in my face right. all the time. And right. I know they're children, but they're yeah. still people. Another thing that I learned in this workshop, you just reminded me of, is the saying, and truly, like truly, as the parent being able to say it, not being sarcastic, mm-hmm. but saying. I'm so sorry you don't have your phone today to be able to talk to your friends after school. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so sorry that you made the choice. Right. Not rubbing it in their face. No, it. no, just, not. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> no, none of that. But even just the, I really am sad that you made, you made, remember you made the choice. Mm-hmm. I had to take the phone away. You made the choice, putting the responsibility back on them for the choice they made mm-hmm. when there were clear expectations. But I'm so sorry that you can't watch that that episode of that show you love that got dropped at eight o'clock tonight. You yeah. know, I'm glad you'll be able to catch it up when you get your phone back. Yeah. But I see but so truly much meaning it. Yeah, mm-hmm. what's so wrong with society is no one wants to take over ownership. Well, that person gave me uh, that teacher gave me a bad grade because they don't mm-hmm. like me. Mm-hmm. Well, did you study? Mm-hmm. Um, no. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, like, right. but we want to put the blame on someone else mm-hmm. and not take ownership, and so that's just reminding the child because we have. We're parenting with the end in mind yeah. that you have to take ownership yeah. when you've done wrong, mm-hmm. you know, the repercussions of that. So, yeah, yeah I like that a lot. Yes. There's so much more to learn. Another great resource <clears throat> from these same folks is Parenting is Heart Work. That book is very great and practical and useful. So, like I said, we live in a day and age of so many resources. So we're trying to pick some of our favorites to share here. I know. Where people can start. Yeah. Parenting is, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. It's a lifelong journey, yes. really. Yeah. And so um, these are just things to help you tools yeah. in your toolbox i hope so and start the conversations and yeah and i'm looking forward to our upcoming episodes uh you're going to be talking about resilience and grit mm-hmm. soon and then we're going to hopefully get some folks in here to talk about parenting specifically teens and adults and then um talking about uh single parenting and blended families yes. a little bit mm-hmm. and then how do parents parent together if there is a divorce situation or a never been married situation but working together for the benefit of the child yes so i'm looking forward to those conversations yeah it's mm-hmm. all going to be good stuff yeah. look forward